Blog Talk Radio. Everybody. Welcome back to Infinite Love Talk Radio. We are your hosts, Doug and Jackie Christie, and you're joining us live right here, right now. You can also get into the conversation by calling us at 347-215-8305. The lines will be open throughout the entire show. That is totally, totally correct, baby. And for all of those out there listening, do not forget that you can also join us in our chat room, and that is right now. Get on. Check us out on the chat room. This show that we are doing today from the hot, hot Northwest, that is about making your dreams come true, how to accomplish any and all that you want, and setting your goal and putting yourself on the right track to having inner peace and joy. We will also dish, of course, sports, fashion, love, romance, and much, much more. Ever wanted something so bad that you could taste it? Or yeah. you're not alone. <laughs> we all have. And today we're discussing ways to get in what you want. Okay, and we're going to begin with setting goals. You've got to set goals. First and foremost, list out on a piece of paper. You know we talk about that a lot on our show. List out some of the goals that you have. But when it comes to a dream, just like you would list out your goals, I want to accomplish this, I want to accomplish getting my diploma, I want to accomplish uh, getting a good job, list out what your dreams are. Try to put your top three so you're not overwhelmed. I have three dreams that I really want to make come true. And that's the same as you would for setting a goal. You would set your dream goals. And once you list that out, then every day you do little things. You take small steps. Don't try to take large steps. Don't try to do too much. Just take small steps in reaching your goals or therefore making your dreams come true. Just as long as you're working toward it, eventually it'll come true, right, honey? That is totally correct, baby. And when you talk about setting your goals, and number two is a plan of action. And now, when we talk about a plan of action, babe, that is different than setting your goals. Some people think that that's the same thing. But when you set your goals, these are things that, like my wife said, you want to accomplish, whatever they are. But now, a plan of an a plan of action is different because you take one of those goals, you put it in front of you, and now you decide how do I get from A to B. How do I do that? What is going to be my path that I choose? And if you're really trying to think forward, you think about maybe the obstacles and the diversions and different things that are going to happen to you on the path to obtaining this goal that you set because a plan of action is so, so important because it tells you the first thing to the last thing that you're going to do before you obtain this goal. So setting goals and, of course, a plan of action. How real is your dream? How much do you want it? That's something you have to ask yourself. 
just sit down, think about it, and, and figure it out. How real is this dream? If this is something I saw on TV or maybe it's a friend's dream and I'm adopting it as my own, make sure it's something that you really want and you feel from inside the heart. Make sure that when you're sitting down and you're thinking about your dreams, try to figure out, is this something that I really, really, truly want? A lot of times people, you know, think that they want something or they're kind of sure about it, but they're not really, really, really positive. They're not 100%. So therefore, they're not going to put 100% effort into it. So, you know, make sure that this is really your dream. This is something that you want to happen. And then this is, a, this is kind of one that we should have listed, but we're going to go ahead and add it right here. It's visualizing what you want. If you visualize it, you can, play, you can bring it into fruition. So make sure when you realize, okay, this is really truly my dream, then start visualizing having it, visualizing experiencing it and enjoying it. And then you move right on into the next one is what do you need to, you know, who do you need to talk to to get what you want? Yes, baby. You know, when you talk about how real is your dream, that comes into dedicating yourself to it because a lot of the times, like my wife said, if you have this dream and you think that it's something that you want and then all of a sudden that, that quote comes in, watch what you ask for because you might get it. It's when you are ready and you know that it is what you want. You visualize it and you go after it and it will happen. Now, who do you need to talk to to move your goals along to getting what you want? That is going to be part of this whole plan of attack and everything because you got to figure out what is going to be the path. I, I might need to talk to my boss. I might need to talk to a friend. I might need to talk to my wife, my daughter, my, my son. Who is it going to be uh, that you need to talk to to make this dream come true and take that first step toward accomplishing what you visualize in your head? And obviously then you dedicate yourself. And when you do those things, all of a sudden you're going to see this starting to come true in your life on a day-to-day basis? Most definitely. As, as you guys heard it right there, that's very true. Next, you have prioritizing. You have to prioritize for what you want. Now, baby, listen to this. When you say prioritize, okay, I want to um, get in shape, but I'm not going to do what it takes to get in shape. So am I prioritized? No, I don't think so. I think that that's a very good point and a valid point. But a lot of times if your life is so congested, we've done shows on finding balance and creating um, peace and joy and, and inner balance as well. And therefore, if you have a hectic life and lifestyle, it's going to be very hard to do that. So what we're talking about here in prioritizing is prioritize for what you want. I wanted to write my third book. I wanted to get that done. So I prioritized to be able to get it done in the time frame at which I set forth for myself. I made sure I wasn't on a deadline from an outside force because that would then also add pressure. I made sure that this is a time frame of when I want to get it done and get it out there to the masses so I can start helping unite women, you know, from for instance, my color girl book, you know, Proud to be a Color Girl. It's a book about uniting women all over the nation. And I wanted to get it to them in a timely manner. I feel it's important right now with the way the world is going. So that's where prioritizing for what you want means. How important is it to you? And you can't, of course, scratch all your other things that you have to do, but write a list out. And I've learned to now, when I have a list, usually the list is about 50 items long. So it's about 50 things to do. I try now to just write the most important 10. That means I prioritize what's most important. So therefore, when I get those done, I can go on to the next 10 and so on and so forth. So prioritizing is very important. We'll jump down to the next one is commitment. You've got to be committed to stay in focus and be patient to reach your 
dream goal. If you, if you don't have patience and commitment, it's going to be kind of difficult to make your dreams come true. That is totally correct, David. And the, and the second part of that, what you said, is patience. I think that this may be one of the biggest points in setting your goals and getting your plan and making it come true because a lot of times people say, oh, this is what I want to do, and then they think that it's going to happen overnight, and you have to have the patience to know that sometimes you have to wait for other people. There are different things that are going to come into uh, into the way of you reaching your goal. But if you have the patience to let everything happen the way that it's supposed to happen, you will be so excited that your dreams come through. Hey, I want That's right. Ask, I want to ask you about you uh-huh. kind of covered by but prioritizing. Now, does this for for the people out there? Is this something that comes along in the setting goals phase? Do you set your goals in a prioritized fashion, or do you just set them all and then go back and do it? Yeah, I would definitely say set them all. Write them all down and go back and do it. It would be very difficult because if you just put your priorities down, then you're going to skip some things, you're going to miss some things, and some of those things may be key elements in reaching your dream goal. So make sure you write them all down, jot them down. doesn't matter how long the list is, and then go back and prioritize what's most important on getting that that accomplished. And also you have to remember, write down all your dream goals as well. Okay, I have I dream about getting this fancy new car. I dream about getting a great job. I dream about going and getting my dentist work done because I'm afraid to get shots, but I'm going to go get this done. I'm afraid to do this. I want to go do that. Whatever those are, your dream goals of making that dream come true, then prioritize which way, which one you want first and how important it is to you and so on and so forth. Number seven will jump down to what do you do when you're that close and excitement sets in along with anxiety. And, you know, a lot of times we're like, oh, my God, I'm so close. Like, for instance, when you're writing a book and you get almost to that last chapter and you know that now I'm going to get to the next phase of, of you know, my book where I'm going to get to put in the different beautiful um, pictures and illustrations and so on and so forth, and you get really excited, but you also get fearful, and you start wanting to go back in and start changing up the chapters that you wrote and taking out the titles of them, and, you know, because you start thinking, what if people don't like that or they don't identify with that? And so what do you do when you're that close to reaching your dream goal and you get excited and anxious at the same time? What do you do, babe? You sit down and you breathe. <laughs> that is right. You have to. You have to relax because... It, it's the process of going through it, and mm-hmm. once you get so close that you can see it, and, and sometimes they say, oh, now I realize that the light at the end of the tunnel is not a train. It's actually <laughs> light that this thing is going to get done. And when you get to that point, instead of get going into the excitement part, which leads you into the anxiety because now you want it done so fast, this has to get done, All, a lot of the times – Fear will set in in that, and that's what causes your anxiety. Like my wife said, sit down, relax, go back, check everything, check, double check, so that you know that this is really going to go the way that you want it to go. Then go right back up to number six and have patience because it is about to come true. And the goal that you set and the plan of attack that you put into play is now coming to fruition, and you are going to be so, so very proud of yourself. Most definitely, and then guess what, you guys? Okay, now we're at the point where you've gotten what you wanted, right? So now what? Now what is, how how important is it to you to reach your next dream goal? There's a way to make all your dreams in life come true. Some of them might be out of reach because you have to depend on others or other circumstances or situations, but the ones that you're in control of are the ones that you have the most say-so in, you can definitely reach. So once you get that dream goal, don't stop there. Don't be satisfied. Don't get lackluster. Go ahead and sit that into your into your data bank and into your drawer of 
you know, your storage per se, and then move right on. And I see the call lines heating up. If you want to jump in the conversation, go right ahead. But don't just get comfortable with it. Move on to your next one. So that way you can have, you can look back at your life and say, wow, I really, you know, had a full life. I've lived, you know, fully. I've enjoyed, you know, the things that I've had and been able to get. I've made my dreams come true. Not, don't look for other people to make your dreams come true. You have to at least play an 80% role in that because it's you. So make sure that once you get there, you don't get comfortable and you continue on reaching more dream goals. That is so very correct. I hope you guys have heard what my wife said because that is power. From If it's getting a new car or even, say, reaching the NBA, NFL, whatever your goal is, these goals are endless because as a human you can do anything that you want to do and you can truly, truly accomplish it if you put your mind to it. So what you've got to understand is once you reach that goal, have another one. Be ready because it never stops. Put it behind you. Understand that you've accomplished it. Be proud of it. Put it behind you, but keep going. Uh, Bruce Lee said that life is full of plateaus, but we must not stop there. We have to keep going because if you stop, all of a sudden things in your life become stagnant, and that's when sometimes different things can set into your life. But if you keep going and you keep being happy about what you're doing and proud of your accomplishments and just keep on moving, you're really going to be excited with what you accomplished. Most definitely, and always remember, another day has gone, I'm still all alone, how could this be, you're not here with me, you never said goodbye, someone tell me why, did you have to go? In Hot Topics, you guys, and let's not forget the late Mr. Michael Jackson, in Hot Topics, taxpayer dollars was used to fund a man cave. And I know that sounds funny, but check out what has happened. In what sounds like a plot to new Seth Rogen movie, two New York State janitors have been accused of using taxpayer dollars to furnish a man cave in the Capitol, complete with a TV, DVD, couch, board games, and marijuana. Investigators raided the secret party hideout in the Capitol garage facility last week after becoming suspicious of Louis Marciano, a supervisor with the Office of General Services, and Gary Pavada, a cleaner who racked up nearly 30000 in overtime payouts over the last five years. According to a spokesman for the state, Inspector General Joseph Fish, the two slackers showed up for work every afternoon at 4, sparked up a few joints, then slept on the couch while their co-workers did the cleaning for them. Pavada also allegedly used his government-provided maintenance truck to deliver weed to other state employees. Most men were supposed or were suspended without pay. Pavada was charged with marijuana possession, and the party room was dismantled. Asylum stand. That, I mean, that's just ridiculous. I don't know if it's what, where they're getting this from, but I'm telling you, it's being reported. It's a hot topic, and if that's what they were doing, they are in hot water. And I, I pray that that wasn't true. That is the man cave, but the jig is up, no question about it. Now, check this one out, baby. Man breaks record by skating down a roller coaster, no question about it. Now, in 
Germany this took place. A man skates down a roller coaster with 16 wheels on each shoe to ride along the entire track of a mammoth roller coaster at the Trip Deal 3 theme park in Stuttgart, Germany. His record-setting stunt included a steep 98-foot drop in speeds up to 56 miles an hour. And he said, baby, this was very dangerous stunt because there were so many factors to consider from it wasn't made out of steel and iron. It was made out of wood. So all of a sudden you had to deal with an odd nail popping up or a screw might not have been all the way flat. And if the skate hit, a, hit that nail, he could have fell to his death. Wow. No, that's terrible. That's that's really crazy. Um, we got the Octomom signs, a reality show deal, you guys, for her and her kids. Octomom and her 14 children will be coming to TV soon. Oh, my goodness. If a judge approves contracts for each of the underage Solman children to appear in a new reality show, Nadia Solman has signed agreements for each of her children to earn $250 a day to star in a reality television show. The documents filed Friday in Los Angeles Superior Court guaranteed the children will collectively earn about 250000 over three years. European production company iWorks has inked the deal with Suman. iWorks lists breaking bondage and the biggest loser among his television credits. The show is slated to begin filming September 1st. According to the documents, the payments outlined in the contract says... Suman's kids will collectively earn $125,000 for 36 days of shooting in the first year of production, $75,000 for 21 days in the second year, and $50,000 for 14 days in the third year. And I just want to say to you guys, this is not including Octomom's payment. So that's really, I think it's great. If she can do a reality show and earn money to take care of her family when she was living with her parents and didn't really have a way, and the argument from a lot of people was, why is she having all these children and no way to take care of them? She's found a way and a means. And Maybe her reality show isn't going to be the mock show that a lot of people are thinking, and they're going to we're going to watch it and learn something. I mean, this person, regardless of what her motives was and her reason, and I feel like she chose to have these children, and they're her children, and she's a mother just like anyone else. And now she has to embark upon raising all of these kids, and that is a lot of children. So it's going to be really, 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 I think, an interesting show. Some people say, well, you know, she's doing this for publicity or she's doing this for that reason. Whatever the reason, she could be doing a lot worse. So doing a television show and letting everyone into her life, which we were all in her life anyway because the media, you know, followed her and and went and put her out there, this is really good. So now she has a way to take care of her children, so hopefully a lot of the noise will quiet down. Yeah, Octomom, they need to give it that old school name, Eight is Enough. That's right. Well, also in the news, Stefan Marbury is live, uncensored. It's must-see TV. Stefan Marbury is one of the most unique personalities in the NBA. Some like to categorize him as crazy, but he is really refreshing, open, and honest in letting us know what is going on inside his head. Wow. He is doing this on Ustream, everybody, and it's 24 hours. Marbury is committed to sticking it out and letting everybody see, and he's covering everything from religion politics, music, and of course wow. there's even a little bit of basketball in there so check him out. He is on Ustream TV. It is must seen. They they already have hilarious moments, some classic moments but if you can check it out uh, it, it's going to be something that is to be seen. Steph is a, a serious personality so check him out on Ustream. Oh, most definitely. We're going to take a quick 30 second break and we'll get right back to you. Marcus Wakisha the other day, trying to play like he ain't seen me. He know he got a crush on me. Right? Let's go. Say you look 
smoking, posted on the wall. Say you like my sweater, how I walk with heels on. From your fresh fade to your white feet, got me thinking about you walking with me. I can see it in your eyes that you are surprised that you have never won with me. And I won't approach you, cause I'm VIP. And we are back. You know where we're at. We're gonna we're right here on Infinite Love Talk Radio. We're your host, Doug and Jackie Christie, and we're gonna jump right on in with some hot tips that we have for you guys. We're gonna start it off with the vegetable delight. I'm gonna let my husband share that one with you. No question about it. For everybody out there that loves cooking, obviously, and you want to cook something that is good for you and at the same time tastes good. If you like veggies, check this one out. Go get yourself a head of broccoli, of course, clean it. Get yourself some mushrooms and an onion. And I recommend Walla Walla Street Sweets as we're from uh, Washington and we got the best onions and they don't taste quite like an onion. It is still an onion, but it's got a little sweet flavor to it. Clean all of those up. Get yourself some Bragg liquid amino acids. Now, this substitutes for uh, that salty taste that a lot of people like, and you can use it to saute. You can use it on uh, meat, on vegetables, on everything. Also, get yourself some balanced spread, and that's like butter. You're going to add all of this in a pot, whatever other seasonings that you like. Put those on. Put it about on medium, and then cook it to, to the to the tenderness that you like. I usually go about 10 to sometimes 15 minutes, depending. I still like a little crisp to it, and my wife does too, but if you check it out, I'm telling you, broccoli, mushrooms, and onions, man, it is delicious. And he is not kidding, you guys. It's really, really good. And today happens to be somebody's birthday, and my husband made me the best gumbo in the whole wide world. I tell everybody he's Mr. Jambalaya, man. And I see there's callers on the line. Feel free to jump right in, caller. You got any any, uh, recipes? We're talking about that right now. Okay, you can just stay on on and just join us. Anybody else that want to jump in, cut right in. We won't take it personal if you say, wait, whoa, 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 I got something to say. Next, in our beauty, fashion, tips, and lifestyle, we have refurbish your old handbags. And you know when I say refurbish, I mean I'm carrying one of mine right now. You can embellish your handbags. It doesn't matter if it's a designer bag. It doesn't matter if it's one of your favorites. Just, you know, make sure that you do something fun with it and you turn it into a brand-new purse. So always make sure that you are um, you're using all of your different you know, things to make your purses newer. Now, that is a hot idea for everybody out there. Make sure you touch into that one because maybe my wife needs to take a picture and post it so that everybody can see it because it is definitely hot. For everybody out there that wants some exercise but you got to add the chore in there at the same time, I'm telling you, 
do some yard work, cut the grass. It is This is therapeutic, and today was the day to cut the grass. Saturday, nice and sunny. The grass has grown a little bit from a push mower, which is the old school kind, but then you got to do a little raking afterwards. Or you can all obviously get the gas power, got a catcher on it, and just get yourself a waste dispenser to put all the clippings in. Uh, also, what this will do is when you approach your house and you're coming in from a hard day at work, when you see your lawn nice and manicured and you know that you did it, it's going to make you feel better to come in and that starts your organizing process, at least in your visual mind. That's it. Oh, most definitely. And you guys know we told you we're undertaking a huge project. It's still hot up here, but we got our air conditioning working finally in the house so we can put our fans away for the summer. <laughs> and it's a lot cooler at night, too, so we're able to relax a lot better. Next and last in our tips for this uh, for this show is summer romance with homemade iced tea. And you, would, you put a hint of vodka in it, and it's delicious, and you get to cool off, and you get a little kind of, you know, you get kind of... Oh. <laughs> Relax. So it's it's a nice summer romantic drink to have if you want something different. You can put ice cubes in it too if you really, really want to, you know, take it to another level. We'll jump right into love and romance before we hit that special place which is sports. And we'll start it off with my husband sharing a little bit of spoken word with you. That is correct, and this is special just for everybody today, and this one is entitled Human Being. Human being, one word will compound. Look what I found as I break it down. First, human, all the roles you play, mom, dad, brother, sis. What am I right now? Customer, oh, yeah, how much is this? Dad, I love you. Good night. President, well, my fellow Americans, it will be all right. These are roles we all play, so don't get carried away. Now, part two, being, is just that. The awareness that you exist, that quiet observer, the witness. I see you. We get caught up in the first a little too much, and from time to time, we may even lose touch. But don't fret, human, because being has a quiet plan. Sit down, relax, and breathe. Yes, stress be gone. One word, big meaning, human being. Wow, honey, that was when he read this to me earlier, you guys, and I'm going to tell you, he did that today. That's off the top of his head. I'm like, oh, my God, you are a killer with writing spoken word. So he actually is going to allow me to assist him and publish his book of spoken words. So now I'm saying this live, and he's laughing, because I want everybody to start nagging. I see the emails, and, yes, it is my birthday. They're wondering whose birthday yours or mine is. Happy, happy birthday. And um, anyway, he is going to do it, so I want you guys to harass him and make him do it, because my husband, we talked about priorities earlier in the show and making your dreams come true. A dream that he has is to do a lot of different things, but one of my dreams for him is to definitely put his next book out and also his book of poetry or spoken word. So that's what we're going to be working on in our spare times. We try to keep it moving, doing fun, exciting things, stimulating things for the brain. And um, that's just, it's a beautiful thing. This is a family of readers and writers. Our kids love it as well, and they're actually working on their second books too, respectively. So I'm going to share a little bit of spoken word with you. I don't know if it'll top what my husband is doing. Uh, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm not trying to top it. I'm just trying to compliment what he said. And this poem is titled, My Dream Vacation. It is not by me. It's by Reginald Levi Walker in the U.S. And it um, goes like this. The aroma of magnolias wastes upon a gentle breeze. The forest is filled with nothing but magnolia trees. A bright pinkish flower inside dark green leaves. Magnolia Island is where my dream vacation will be. 
a myriad of colorful wildlife and fragrant forests reveal. Picturesque hamlets set a beautiful and besides crystal lake. Dining upon the tasty grilled trout for the evening meal, this is an imaginative vacation that I really need to take. The view of an unforgettably picturesque cascading waterfall on an island bordered by a breathtakingly stunning beach. White coconuts hanging from green coconut trees, 30 feet tall, relaxing to the sounds of jazz with a cold tropical drink within reach. Enjoying the fresh aroma of burning Jamaican herbal cider. Oh, my God, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. As an ocean breeze gently delivers relief from the tropical heat, a bright full moon slowly rises above the watery horizon afar. Gather my things to the comforts of my hotel suite, I retreat. The warm night air is filled with the smooth sounds of reggae as the native people joyfully celebrate life in this vacation place, beset upon instantly by a beautiful, graceful woman named Faye, divinely constructed masterpiece of God's brilliance and grace. Into the early morning, the musical celebration jubilantly preserved, enjoying the sweet nectar of dark rum inside my beachside retreat. Time to bring my dream vacation to an reluctant end and dawn nears. My satisfied body in the soft, comfortable bed slowly, gently mute. <laughs> wow. I know. I told you that was fire. I was like, wow, when we got that one. So anyway, now we're going to talk about a little something that might be a little um, hard on the ears. What are we going to talk about, baby? I, I don't know. I want to talk about that vacation right I there. Know. That's what's happening. <laughs> no, but now let's talk sexiness, people. What does being sexy really mean? Is it a thought? a look, or an action. We have a few ideas of our own on being sexy, and we're going to share some of these with you, but we want to just understand what is sexiness. Well, I would have to say I think it's in the eyes. It's all in the eyes, people. There's, if there's a physical attraction between two people, first and foremost, okay, it will begin in the eyes, period. I mean, that's just, it's the window to the soul, so you will know if somebody's attracted to you know if you're attracted to them. So I would say sexiness begins in the eyes. And I'm going to say sexiness begins in the stomach. <laughs> in the kitchen. In, in, the, the, kitchen. in the kitchen. <laughs> you're cooking a good meal, relaxing, yeah. candlelight, okay. a little wine, a little conversation. Then mm -hmm. you, you're able to look into the eyes and you've got a good meal with you. So I'm going to say that it starts in the stomach. <laughs> That's right. I have to agree with him, you guys. He always gives me with that one because... I mean, it really, it really does. And if you want to jump in, callers, go right ahead. Otherwise, just stay with us and just hang out. Um, I also would say that um, the way a person carries themselves, I think that's very, very sexy. If you're just kind of, you know, doing your thing and you're neat and you're organized somewhat and you're just, you're polite most of the time. I mean, sometimes we got to, you know, kind of, you know, what do you call it, man up sometimes or act a certain way or girls got to get a little tough. But for the most part, if you're pretty gentle and nice and kind, I think that's very sexy. Now, I agree with that. But now also another sexy thing is mm -hmm. scent. A scent is very sexy. Sometimes okay. you can walk, all of a sudden that scent hits your nose, and uh, obviously if you're from Europe or other places, they have their own scent, and that's sexy to them. But scent is something that is very, very sexy on people, men and women alike. 
and and when we say that, we're talking about there are so many hot colognes and all that kind of stuff out there. I know we should have talked about that in our tips, but we will next week. There's some great ones out. I've been looking in magazines, and sometimes when I'm out, like in a store or something, I might stop by a counter and smell some different. Fra- I just love fragrances, perfumes, oils, whatever. But I'm gonna tell you, a place you can get some really, really, really good smelling stuff is like vanilla scents and um, all these different kind, uh, just different ones. You can. What's that one that you really love, honey? Is it musk? I'm not sure actually the name of it, but there are so many different musks out there. If you find the right yeah. one, a vanilla musk is a fantastic one, mm-hmm. but a musk a lot of the times if you put it on it, sometimes it comes in oil and different mm-hmm. things, but if you touch it on you and sometimes you don't even have to rub it on your skin, you can rub it on your clothes or whatever, but it's something that really, really stays with you for quite some time and that's what makes it really Musk is a good, good. It most definitely is, and I'm gonna tell you guys. Last but not least, now you're gonna find this sexy too, honey. Jeans. Is jeans just the most sexiest thing in the world for a human being to wear, especially when they fit right? It doesn't matter your size, so you know people don't even worry about that. But just get some jeans that fit right and hang right. That's just off the chain. I I, I will have to agree with you, and I think well, you know where that leads is the fact that That's because right. you said that when the jeans fit you right, so. Comfort is yeah. sexy. So when you're comfortable, <laughs> you are looking sexy. Most, I think, I think um, uh, you know, we on this sexy tip, and we got a few extra minutes because we just blazed through the first part. And I want to tell you guys something else, a bald head, I think, for a guy. And when my husband talked about cutting his hair years ago, it was like, oh, no. I had, like, emotional breakdowns. I would have fits. He'll tell you, we argued. He was like, look, honey, I love you and you're my wife, but this is my head, and if I got to cut my hair, I'm cutting it. And I'm like, don't cut your hair, because he, you know, it was just, it was, I was used to his hair, and I was afraid of how he would look, and he, you know, for like months, we just kept going back and forth, and he would say it, and I'd look at him with this kind of look on my face, and he would go, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I ain't playing. One day, I'm going to just do it. And he, we were in the bath, and one day talking, we were cleaning up our bath, and we just got our house remodeled, and he looked in his hair, and he goes, you know, it's changing. It ain't like it was. It's not as full as it was. So I'm like, I'm going to cut it. I just want to do something different. And I'm like, go ahead. You know, just kind of being a little sarcastic but not really. I'm like, go ahead and do it, whatever. He got the shavers down before I knew it. He had cut a mohawk. And I was like, ah. And then it was too late, and then I liked it. I mean, the first day, though, it was hard. And the next day it was hard. It was like this stranger all of a sudden. But then after about a week, I was like, you know, I really like that. And, you know, once a man cuts their hair first, sometimes the very first time their head is lighter than the rest of them. So I thought, is it going to He said, no, it'll, everything will even out, and it did. And that's been, what, 10, 12 years ago? Yeah, something like that. You know what was the telltale sign for that, though, everybody? Because we had just had Douglas, our son, yes. and my wife said, "Well, you know what? Once you once you do cut it, let you go and look at Douglas, and if he freaks out, then we know we have a problem." And he just loved me up like I had a head full of hair, yeah. so we knew that we were on the right track. Most definitely, he hugged them. I, I tell you guys something else that's really, really sexy, and that's communication. That's something that a lot of people overlook, and they feel like, you know, we talked about it, and when introducing this segment is, is it a thought, an action, you know, a look or whatever. It's, it, that's an action, you know, communication. When you can sit there, even if you're just communicating with a friend, and you're talking and everybody's vibing and you're, you're sharing ideas and, you know, goals and dreams and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, you're able to help them with a problem they may be having or they're able to communicate something to you that you didn't see, that's sexy as hell right there. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one because let me tell you why. <laughs> oh, what are you going to do? So, so 
Well, it, it, it would be like, okay, I'm I'm in the locker room before the game, and I'm getting ready to go out onto the court, and I'm getting my ankles taped, and my wife would always, and I would send her a poem or something, you no, know, just, you know, something relaxing, and that was very sexy because all of a sudden I would get a poem, roses are red, violets are blue, don't worry about this game, because I still love it. Those <laughs> things are, are very, very sexy. Oh, my God, you guys. We got so much to share with you, and we, we really, really, truly appreciate you tuning in. We're having a nice, jovial uh, afternoon and birthday. My, Like I said earlier, my husband cooked me some um, very good gumbo. No, 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 excellent gumbo, and I ate so much of it, my stomach actually hurts, so I'm a little laid back right now. And we're going to jump into sports in just a moment. And his good, good, good buddy helped us with some household things, and then my mom made me a plaque. Uh, what is it? A cobbler blackberry pie? Blackberry Oh, cobbler. my God. <laughs> yes, yes. Vanilla ice and cream milk is about to be off That's right. It's, it's really delicious. I love it. I put um, whipped cream on it and ice cream, and it's just delicious. And Shani is making me some brownies for today. So I'm just getting spoiled over here, y'all. But um, it's about that time that we jump in there and we talk a little bit about them sports. That is right. Everybody knows that type of hype music. What we are about to do, we're bringing on the whistle. Whistle, it's hot. Sports is happening. What's going on with you, man? I am outside, and I am trying to avoid the noise. <laughs> it is so hot, I'm miserable, but it's okay. I'm dealing with it. You know what you need? You need ice rag. Go ahead and put yourself in a bucket. Get a little ice, a little water, drop your rag in there. Let it get nice and cool. Whistle, lay back and throw it on your head. And uh, you know what? In, in this right here, this I hope this sports segment cools you down. Because guess what's coming up with? September 3rd, college football kicks off. And I know you're very, very much looking forward to that. And I'm going to give you my pick right off the bat. I'm going Florida, Tim Tebow, third BCS championship. What do you think? Um, it sounds good. Uh, obviously, he stayed in college to have the opportunity to have that storybook uh, uh, type of ending. And uh, in actual, all actuality, uh, he's probably, and he has a chance to definitely be uh, the best college player that we probably have ever seen play in the game. So uh, he has the chance, and, I, I, you know, with that chance being said, I'd like to see him do it, but there's got a lot of competition out there. That is totally correct. Now, everybody, if you don't know, Wizzle, he is uh, he's an Alabamian. Is that, is that what they call him, an Alabamian? Alabama, you can just say Bama boy if you'd like. Bama boy, okay. Well, I think the Crimson Tide, they always have a good team down there. They should be uh, on Florida's heels. Um, hopefully we can turn around these Washington Huskies. There is so much good football to be played out there. They're starting it off, I believe it is Oregon and Boise State, so that's a Northwest battle that's going to be fantastic to see. So for everybody out there that loves college football, September 3rd, it kicks off. So get yourself a little something to drink, eat on, some finger foods, kick back, and check out college football. Now, Wizzle, I, I, want, I want your opinion on this. Is it a bit, I don't know if you saw it or not. I haven't seen it. It flashed on TV, but I couldn't even see it. LeBron James getting dunked on. Is it a big deal or not? It's not really a big deal. Uh, it is because I guess it's LeBron James. Like you know, me being a you know being an athlete or supposedly a weekend warrior, whatever you want to call it, it's really not a big deal. Especially because it's 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 part of the game, and uh, I don't know why someone would highlight their career with that that happening because LeBron James hasn't done anything yet. 
Yeah, I, I don't really see it as a as a big deal. He's a basketball player. If you play basketball, you're going to get dunked on. As many people as he's dunked on, it's not a big deal at all because he's posterized quite a few people. And to be honest with you, Wizzle, if you ever look at LeBron's first dunk in the NBA, you'll see me trailing him because Mike Bibby threw a terrible pass, and I talked to him about it after the game. But I happen to have that on DVD. <laughs> and what if, he, what if he would have threw the guy on the floor and just – would he, he would have been rolling it for them then too, right? No, he was 18. He ran way too fast for me at that age. He was cooking. Uh, that was his first dunk, and it was a uh, it was a heck of a dunk, I might add. Now, uh, did you catch the well? This is did you catch the white wisest catch? Saving a perfect game for the White Sox, Mark Burrell. Uh, Wizzle, could you say this is the greatest catch of all time, just because? of what it accomplished. Um, it was a, obviously a great catch and it was very significant. You could I would be more along the lines of the most significant catch. Uh we could look back in uh several baseball series where fans have been involved and those have been some of the most more important catches of all time. So if you look at uh really if you ask me the in terms of a, a momentum swing. So uh I, I think it was a timely catch. It was huge and uh, obviously uh, it earned a mistake dinner. It's not a tri-tip. It's some beans and rice, you know, and all that. Oh, no question. He, he, I'm sure he probably had a Rolex on his uh, locker the next day. But some of those that come to mind, obviously, do you remember when Bo ran up the wall after he caught it? Griffey over his shoulder. That, you know, these, there were some great catches, but – the way that he snatched it from being a home run to losing it and then catching it again, it was it was an awesome catch. Hats off to you, Dwight Wise, and I'm sure Mark Bureau, if you haven't took care of him, take care of that man. Now, Wizzle, there's a lot of uh, comments being said about Tiger slamming his clubs. Is this a big deal or is it not a big deal? You know, golf is a frustrating sport, but, you know, this is the greatest golfer of all time. Uh, what do you think about this one? You know, it is a frustrating sport. Uh, I I do believe that he is a role model and doesn't uh, really matter how he feels about it. And I know that you do have a, a certain amount of that you do have to try to maintain, but I just think he can contain himself a little bit more and save that for the opportunity when he practices. And when you practice alone, you can talk about how hard he is on himself because you know, that should be the fun part of it. Maybe it doesn't uh, work out as hard as we think or something. I don't know. I'm just making a point. I'm just saying. If you're out there and you're acting like that and you if you expect to be excellent, it should be, you know, you shouldn't be far from it. And, and when you're out there carrying on that way, I just don't think it's that, you know, it's not that tasteful to me. And, you know, I play with guys and, hey, you're not going to hit every shot right and you're professional and you're, you're getting paid for it. So just – conduct yourself as a professional. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at them. I've I've played with guys who throw their clubs in the water. They've broke a few clubs. They've done so many different things. I'd be interested uh, interested to see if earlier in his career if he was more frustrated or is it now that he's changed his swing because sometimes doing something like that can frustrate you because when you're swinging you 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 know that you missed it and as soon as you miss it you're like oh my god and that that's the look that's on his face but I, I think you're right a lot of that you save that for practice and when you step out there you don't let anybody know what's going on but it's easier said than done and that's why he's Tiger Woods now Tim Tebow uh, they, they, he gets a lot of questions. 
The guy is an awesome quarterback. He's got two national championships. He's going for his third in four years. But he got the craziest question of all time because everybody knows that uh, he is celibate. And they asked him, they said, Tim Tebow, uh, is, is your celibacy, are you saving that for your wife? And he said, yes. Is this an okay question for the media to be asking him? Well, um, obviously, uh, you're trying to make the crossover into uh, mainstream America. He's obviously done that with being the person he is. He's got a marketable name. He's a good-looking guy. He's a, a stud, if you'd like to say that. So uh, uh, I, I'm sure it's a fair question, and if you want to uh, question the timing of it, uh, that could be another issue because I don't know what will make it come up now or if they decide that he's a sex symbol this year or some type of deal like that. Hey, but I am just saying. But the thing is, is that he, if you question a man's integrity and the way he lives, and he really sounds like he does the right thing, so I just hope that he uh, stands by his words and, and, and continues on and, and, and enjoys his path because obviously if, it's, if he's living at 100, he's going to get 200 out of it. He's probably going to be the best college player, like we talked about earlier, of all time because uh, he can nope. come away with the hardware. No question about it. I think, you you know, when you're a public figure, that I, I guess you're open, especially the way he lives, and he's all over the show today. Now, Michael Vick, he has been reinstated, but he could get a four-game to six-game suspension. Do you think that that is just seeing that he's already served two years in, uh, in the federal penitentiary? Or, and also, excuse me, where do you think he'll land? Is that just, and where do you think he'll land? You know what, uh, first of all, uh, is it just? I think it is. It's uh, the commissioner's call. The first uh, penalty that he get, that he gave was to the the state and then to the law and to the government in terms of uh, incarceration. And uh, now you're serving your fine with Goodell, and I think that he took into consideration the fact that, yeah, you, you man, done something that's really, that's not that popular to go to the pen and do some time and, and have that on your record and, you know, and, and so forth. So uh, I think he took that into consideration. He was pretty lenient with what he gave him. And as far as he, uh, where he's going, I've heard uh, a bunch of different rumors. Uh, Frisco is still out there. Uh, I've also, also heard a, a lot of noise about Miami. So uh, we can just uh, sit back and wait. I don't know. I think there's a lot of suitors. And I think that they're going to get a, a well-honed uh, uh, piece of machinery uh, when it's time for the season to start. No question. I, I really believe that he has a chip on his shoulder, and he really is going to come out and do some great things. A lot of teams looked as though they were saying, oh, we don't have interest in him. We don't have interest in him. But I think that once he's reinstated, they know what the suspension is going to be. You're going to see teams come out of the woodwork because this is a guy who hasn't had any hits on his body for two years. Uh, he looks to be in the, the good shape as, as much as you can be for 24 months of incarceration, and I look for big things out of Michael Vick. I wish he was coming to Seattle to be a Seahawk. Now, ex-Florida head coach Steve Spurrier. Now, the the whole point of this is this is preseason, and he everyone gets to vote for first-team honors in the SEC. And every single coach voted for Tim Tebow except one, and they found out that it was ex-head uh, coach Steve Spurrier. Now, he, he, he came on, Wizzle, and he said 
that uh, one of his assistants did it, and, you know, it's preseason, it's not a big deal. But he did apologize and said that he voted for Tebow. Is this something that's big? Was he taking a shot at the kid? What do you think about that? Um, I really don't think it's a big deal. And uh, I think it's a grain of salt, and it's water to a bridge. So you got to keep it moving on that one because uh, Tebow is obviously going in a different direction. Uh, he's heading... Uh, Towards his destiny in terms of uh, as a collegiate athlete, which is huge, and it's it's, it's a lot bigger than anything Spurrier has ever done. Uh, it's it's going to rival it, uh, it potentially if he can come away with some hardware and get a national championship this year. So uh, his focus uh, shouldn't be on that. It should be focusing on his teammates and and moving forward with his career and uh, and, and making himself a a complete citizen. No question about it. We we've talking national championship now. Personally, you, you got to put him in the Heisman talk, so that's a possibility. So everybody, college football, check out Tim Tebow. Now in the in the NBA, we got Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, they've already lost Trevor Ariza, but they did sign Ron Artest. Now, do you think that uh, Lamar Odom may be leaving Los Angeles? What's your take on that? One? You know, I know that Miami is extremely uh, interested in Lamar Odom's services. Uh, obviously, him coming back heralded uh, with some hardware. It makes him more valuable. Uh, he understands how to win more. Um, obviously, knows how to play with superstars. So all those intangibles work out in favor for one Pat Riley, who loves his intangible players. So uh, uh, I think it could be possibly a bidding war. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. I really think that that's a good thing for for Lo uh, Lamar Odom is is arguably right now has to be one of the top two three four best big men because of so many he can shoot the three pointer mid range he's left handed he can dribble the ball he can take it off the board and dribble it he can pass the ball he he can do so many different things which makes him so valuable on top of the fact like you just mentioned now he has hardware he understands how to win so this for a team like Miami who is questionably on the verge of you know you have a superstar you put a couple more pieces around this really really makes him very very valuable so Miami could be like you said the bidding war for him so we'll have to keep our eyes on that we want to say Lance Armstrong stage 20 whistle he's in third place does he have any chance? I believe he's a couple minutes off the pace. Um, he does have a chance. Uh, he's got to pick up a, a, a tremendous kick. I, I'm curious to see what he comes up with. Um, but I think deep down inside, Lance knows where he stands, and, and I think that uh, this could be a, a huge deciding race for him in his career, uh, either way it goes. But I'm rooting for him. I hope that he can come out with something and, and to keep the haters hating. No, no question. Go to the Eiffel Tower and enjoy. Wee oui, wee, oui, Perry. Uh, Ricky Henderson, he's going into Cooperstown. Wizzle, do you remember when he stole the base and he said that I am the greatest? Ricky Henderson, uh, what what can you say about Ricky? Well, well the first thing that uh, uh, straight off about Ricky is you remember his stature and his. All you could take into consideration was his age and how hard he worked and and, and how he treated his body because he really was a specimen out there. And this is uh, this is before the steroid era and before it became kind of uh, healthy. I'm not gonna say healthy, but you can you can find ways to do things now. It's a little bit different. 
he just took care of his body. He was out there. He was super fast. He was the black Ichiro. So uh, I really, really enjoyed <laughs> That's a good one, Wizard. I like that because you know what? He he would he would get a base hit and go to first base, and then uh, two pitches later he would be at third, and that's like just it, it's unheard of. The Black Ichiro, I like that. We're just, we're gonna work with that one. Brett Favre, yes or no, Minnesota? What do you think? Are the players upset, uh, or is this Brett at an age where he's saying, you know, I've taken a lot of bumps and bruises. I just had uh, surgery on my shoulder. I really have to make sure that this is what I want to do. What is your take on this one? Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, obviously, if he wanted to play, wouldn't you think that he'd be in season and, uh, you know, maybe skeptical about the contact? It is a contact sport, and People would like to hit you. You're a play quarterback, and especially if you're a little bit older, you're going to take it a little bit differently in terms of your body. So uh, I don't know. Either way, he's playing with the franchise, and I don't really respect that a lot because, first and foremost, if that's what you want to do, go do it. And go get with the team and start nationally uh, 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 relationships. Uh, with these guys and, and started having a cohesiveness about a team and a unit because everything is done. Now we cannot worry about the media and all these other things. Otherwise, it's, it's just a big fiasco, and it it needs to end some type of way. And, uh, you know, either you tell them you want to play or you tell them, that, you know, tell the media that you're not going to play and you just show up in Minnesota and you just go through it and, and you see what you do with that talent because they have a very talented team. So, again, you got a lot of people in limbo in terms of owners, fans, and, uh, of course, uh, uh, the people, uh, the, the players. Now, when when you look at that situation, they, they already have a quarterback, and he went through some things last year, a young fellow. I can't think of his name. But when you look at the Minnesota Vikings, like you said, they have so many. They have Adrian Peterson. They have so many different things and, and different talent on that team. Adding a guy like Brett Favre. Now, uh, imagine him saying, yes, I'm going to come. Now, if he says that, obviously they don't trade this young guy, but if he changes his mind, they can keep on going. But it, I, I really think that it gives people kind of a peace of mind that says, you know what, the guy's coming, we can set up our team that way. And then if he changes his mind, at least, you know, we can keep on rolling and, and not in limbo. I, I agree with you. Limbo is a bad thing for a team, especially going into uh, NFL season with a team that questionably could make it, you know, in, into um, at least the finals, if not into uh, the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll, we'll have to watch out for that one. I think he only has a couple days left to make a decision. Now, in the world of golf, Mark Kalkovecchia made a PGA record nine straight birdies. Now, Wizzle, I've made a birdie, and as soon as after you make a birdie, at least now I'm uh, obviously I'm underneath amateur, but if you make a birdie, as soon as you go to the next tee, you always mess up and make a bad shot. Nine straight birdies. What can you say about that? That's pretty outstanding, and then I think that's the type of uh, that's the type of performance that you should expect out of professional. Obviously, you have a unique relationship with your clubs, uh, your body, the ball, and the and the golf course. So when you go out there and attack it the same way after you get to practice on it and do what you do, uh, I think that that should be like something to come to expect. I really think that it's about the same as uh, reading anything and, and playing the same and and not playing above yourself in terms of your mindset and whatever your goal is. You just play within the mainframe of the game, enjoy it, and, 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 and expect excellence. And I 
that's the type of thing that comes with it because really if you think about it, any course all you gotta do is hit it straight, you hit it long and all those guys are equipped to do that. So uh concentrate hard enough and, and great things will happen. So obviously nine birdies is 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 really super, but hey, it, it should happen and, and, and we should expect more of that type of excellence. No question about it. Now, before we go, Wizzle, quickly, I want to get your take on Portland signing Andre Miller, three years, $21 million. What What does this do for the Portland team, quickly? Uh, first and foremost, this is a great pickup. Uh, they got a good point guard to uh, uh, to really run their court. they got a lot of young talent. He can gel with them. Uh, he understands the game really well. And I think that he'll be a formidable uh, uh, point guard in the West. And not only he's uh, signed a nice contract, and it's what's, what do they do with the tax? They pay you tax on that down in Portland, or what? Well, you, you don't free. have anything that you buy; you're tax free. So if he goes someplace and buys something, no tax on it. So Andre Miller, Portland Trailblazers, we're watching the red and black again. Wizzle, as always, we appreciate your insight into the world of sports all around the world. Until next week, we'll see you same time, same place. The deep fried gizzards. And those men, those I'm out. <laughs> guys for joining us again. We always have such a wonderful time kicking it with y'all. Till next Saturday, same time, same place. Peace. Yeah.